Hello and welcome to the Elm Park Rolls podcast, episode 67. Wow, what a finish yesterday against Wigan. 3-2, absolute epic scenes at the Medeski Stadium. A complete meltdown amongst the fans after what was a pretty poor performance, really. But who cares? We'll come on to that a bit later. But those last eight minutes were completely crazy. And Yaku Meite, I think... I think for those few brief moments, I think I found my favourite lover in Berkshire. I think he's just the man for me. I'm joined by Neil Rees this week. I'm joined by Nath. And I'm also joined by Matt Lansley. So, Ads, what was your, just one word to sum up your feeling when that goal went in, Yaku Meite's late winner, Neil? Uh, relief. Nath. Just, just joy. Matt euphoria yeah mine would be ecstasy i think it honestly was on that point if you ever could have a goalgasm that was where it was wasn't it it was at that point it was just sensational the whole atmosphere the whole ground was bouncing and then afterwards you had gomez on the pitch celebrating with the players doing like a lap of honor almost it just seems that you don't normally see at the medeski stadium and just, just such an incredible thing because to get the three points instead of losing against a team who, well, we'll come on to that later, how they just basically wasted time from the first minute and Paul Cook moaning about our behaviour. I'm, I'm not quite sure on that, Mr Cook. I think you need to look at yourself, actually. Your team was a bit of a disgrace, I've got to say. Just really pushing the boundaries continuously. Just and the goal from Mo Barrow. Let's just not forget that. That was a wonder strike. What did you think of that goal now? Um, I've looked it back about five or six times because I can't believe what Wigan did uh, in in the build up to that. Um, the way that Reese James went down was was quite in my eyeline. I could see how he fell. Someone behind me sort of said, "Oh, but he hit his head on the floor," and I thought. No, you can see he's just lying prone and he's just waiting for something to happen to someone to give him some attention. He clearly needs the love. And I thought, well, that's clearly going to be a drop ball because we're attacking. Or the ref's just going to say, right, just knock it back. And then you can see that Morsey kicks the ball and then Baker says, well, no, you can't touch it again. You've touched it once. That's mine now. And then it's like, well, it's game on then. Well, yeah. yeah. It's like in, in totally. a total state, they, they, they don't really know what they're doing. They've got men behind the ball, but they're not concentrating. And then we just pass right through them. And you kind of think, is, is Mo really capable of shooting from here? Is, is he actually going to get this on target? Because we haven't really got much on target in the rest of the game, to be honest. And, and the way that he just bounced just before the keeper as well, which is just one of those perfect things. And just to see that go in, it was just, this game doesn't deserve a goal like that. But day one, we got it. Yeah, it's just, uh, just I can't find words for it. I mean, just seconds before, I said to the person sat behind me, we're not going to score, are we? We're definitely not going to score here. We're going absolutely nowhere. And then Mo just bangs in a 25-yarder from absolutely nowhere. I mean, how are you feeling at that moment, Nate? It's just, it's just incredible. Well, I was really, really pissed off at that point because obviously the game was was really going down a path they didn't want it to go down. 
Um, we were awful, which we'll come on to later on. And I just didn't expect it. I didn't see anything happening for us because I don't think their keeper made any saves in the second half at all. No, I don't think he did, no. Until Barrow had that shot. And Mo, bless him, didn't have the best game in the world yesterday uh, up until that point. And it just broke to him. And where the, where the Wigan players were so um, caught up in the, the passing back to the goalkeeper stuff, it just left them about 10 yards of free space. And it's good to see that he can do that because he's not someone I ever remember really taking long shots. No, no not successfully. No, I mean, it's, it's kind of so ironic that the time-wasting that they put on Wigan throughout the whole of the match, come back and bit them just really badly. Um, Callum Harriet came on and I thought he did quite well. Uh, Danny Loder came on and I thought he did okay as well. But Callum Harriet set up the winner in the 97th minute. When the ball's coming over, you're thinking, we're not going to do this, are we? Are we going to get this last minute? And you think, you know, I'm visualising the absolute, and I'm going to use the word that people would use, limbs. <laughs> what would happen if we scored that winner in the 97th minute? And how was the sale stand, uh, Matt, when that winner went in? Um, well, I just remember seeing the roof of the stadium. I think I was on my back for about a few minutes. Like, <laughs> um, Yeah, it was... It was it was it was just something that you wouldn't have even dreamt of before before the game really to to win the game in that fashion and I mean the atmosphere had been fantastic all the way through the game in the whole stadium the whole stadium was very very good for the whole game I think and this and the atmosphere in the south stand was fantastic but yeah I think the only words you can describe it is the way you described it and limbs <laughs> it, was, it totally was and you're right about the atmosphere in the whole of the ground. South ground was great to see, uh, South stand, sorry. It was great to see so many people in there, 750 or 800. I know it's because of the free beer, but who isn't tempted by free beer? I have mm. absolutely zero problem with that. And did it help the team? Yes, I think it did. You see, as soon as we finished the game, loads of the players went to the South stand. The first port of call for them was to go there. And the rest of the ground delivered as well. East Town was... Uh, Pretty good, I would say. Even the Dolan, the Dolan Ultras, they've been good for the last couple of games. And as much as I don't like, I'm not a fan of those clappers, seems to be working. Mm. And they seem to have some ticket initiative that's filling the Dolan stand. And I think that's great because you'd much rather have more people in there than us attacking an end, which is completely empty. Why not? Get behind the team, fill it. We're going to have come on to issues. Obviously, we're going to be playing Leeds soon, but... You know, South Stand, how many people are going to be in there? Who knows? But yesterday, it was amazing. And I think there'd be more people in there because it looked like it was great. I can't mm. say anything negative about it at all. How yeah. was it, Matt, in general? Well, I think the, 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 the whole thought process behind it was obviously, I think a lot of people had been quite hesitant to come and try it because of numbers. Like I think anyone anyone in there would, would, would say, you know, it hasn't really been brilliant. I mean... We, we've enjoyed it when, when we've been in there, but I mean, you know, it's been 250 odd, you know, and and partly because people, they haven't really wanted to or haven't wanted to make the leap over. And sometimes you do just need an, an initiative like that. If it is through the promise of free beer, then it brings people over. It gives them a taste and it was probably the perfect game or the perfect result for people to get a taste of it because it was... It was singing from minute one to minute to minute ninety seven, um, and even even when even when we were losing, it was it 
it, it, it just seemed like a bit of a carnival atmosphere. It was something that, given how poor the performance was, I don't think anyone really could have expected, really, because obviously, you know, success and atmosphere comes with comes with success on the pitch and performances. That's part and parcel. Everyone knows that. But it, it, it was just really nice to see just everyone behind the team from minute one to the the final whistle really and like you say the scenes afterwards were just were just incredible you know and hope hopefully that's given a lot of people a taste for obviously what we want to try and achieve in the south stand and um hopefully more people a lot of the people that came over will, will want to stick around and um try and try and make it try and make it stick and hopefully other people from around the stand will want to come over as well so yeah, I think they will. I think after yesterday, you can see the atmosphere from the Doland. And talking about the Doland, I'm sat in the Doland. And the moment that ball landed on Yaku Mete's head, I thought, this is going to happen. What did you think, Nath? When Because <laughs> you were sat in the Doland as well. I noticed you. Yeah. And, oh, wow, that was just sensational. <laughs> it was, I mean, I, I'm not one for running on the pitch or anything like that. But I, where I sit in row eight, it's the closest I've been to doing so I think if the players were right in front of me celebrating I would have gone um, yeah. it, it was just one of those things I mean you can I've had a look back at the goal and you can see me I'm, I'm doing things I don't normally do it again <laughs> jumping around because you just you get lost in the in the moment because you don't we're so few and far between we've had those moments in the last uh, 18 months that it's just a massive massive relief excitement and it, it was just a fantastic moment for us yeah, it was. It was just, just fine, finding the right words for it. It's well, difficult saw, because of the importance of it. Sorry, Matt, go on. I saw someone on, it was a Wigan fan on Twitter. He he posted after, after the game and he'd never seen post-match scenes like that 10 games out from, from the end of the season. But I think it's just literally a mix of just pure relief because obviously back-to-back wins coming from behind that we've not done for nine on two years you know it's just the whole relief around around the place and given how big this block of three games was just like you say just absolute pure relief but I think it's it's not something we've seen for a long time so <laughs> no no it was it was a relief completely because we basically got out of jail didn't we I mean, the performance was pretty poor. There's lots of reasons why that. We could go on to the Gomez tactics, we will in a minute. And we also, there's something that is not helping him, is obviously the injuries. There's only so many players you can pick, and he's been severely restricted by that. Neil, what did you make of the first half performance? Uh, I think they just really struggled to get a foothold um, in midfield. And we know the midfield's been a, a problem forever. Um, but basically, it's been a motor, isn't it? When we don't have him, we're mixing and matching. Um, Ijari again injured as well, caused another change. But one thing that I can say that Wigan did well was press us. And they, they didn't let us rest in midfield when, when Baker had the ball or Miazga or Moore. They're always pushing forward and, and restricting the space. So, But we're to expect that. So... Gomez has got to find a way to, to, to counter that. And, and eventually, when the game got stretched and the game got longer, you know, we we used the, the width and length of the field a bit better. But in the first one, we really, really struggled to find find our rhythm, really. Um, so to, to to find ourselves a goal down was just like, well, this is kind of typical. Um, we, we kind of knew that we are going to struggle for goals without Oliveira being there. 
but we really didn't need to go a goal down. Um, so to rescue it with a, that exquisite swift free kick at the end wasn't really justice, you could say, because our play was pretty damn poor. Um, first touch for most players seemed to evade them. I don't know if the conditions had anything to do with that, not, nor that we should use it as any kind of excuse. But first touch was really poor. Short passes were, were going astray. You couldn't really find a man. They had a kind of lack of imagination of where, where they need to find width and not. And, and and the players seemed to be swapping around. Like Gomez was saying after the game that, you know, he wanted Wigan to get a little bit of confusion in them of who was going to play up top, whether it was going to be McCleary or Mate or even Mo at the very start. Um, but I think it confused us more, to be honest. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I mean, Alex Everson sent us a tweet about that, saying about um, uh, Gomez's tactics. And uh, I agree that playing Barrow up front, then we had Mate, we had McCleary, all switching around, which sounds lovely in this uh, European style of football, kind of complete mobility and no, no real number nine. And I can see why that could happen, because we don't really have a striker that's consistently good. <laughs> I think that's okay to do if you've got three players that generally play week in, week week out with each other and have the confidence and know what each other is going to do. But we don't have that yet. So that kind of luxury is 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 a little bit alien as a tactic to use from a, from a starting point. Yeah, I mean, I thought, as I said earlier, I thought Danny Loder actually played pretty well when he came on for Ijaria. Obviously, we can go back to the first goal. And Ijari gets knocked off the ball quite easily, which hasn't actually been something that he's has happened to him. He's actually been quite strong on the ball. Mm. But maybe he was injured at that point, so that would change that situation. But what did you think of the tactics, Nath, of switching it around continuously in the first half? Oh Yeah, I mean, I was watching it and I was like, Neil, I was getting confused about what we were trying to achieve by, by doing what we were doing. Because uh, I think Barrow started up front. Mate yeah. was the wing, which is not unusual because that's how they play the long goal kicks normally. Mate goes out and he's the only one who can win a yeah. header. Um, but I mean, McCleary was quite anonymous because of it. I don't think I think McCleary is best on the right wing, running at the fullback. I mean, we yeah. saw that yeah. in yeah. the last couple of games. Um, so it, it was that confused me a little bit. Uh, I just think we overcomplicated it for ourselves. That's the best way I could put it. Yeah, I'm not quite sure. I mean, just we just sat there in the first half and I thought we just need someone, even like a John Daddy Bodvarsson now. We just had somebody up front who has experience of holding the ball. I know he doesn't do it all the time brilliantly, but it's better than the options that we've got at the moment. I've no idea when he'll be back, but he kind of it only kind of really slightly improved when Danny Loder came on. And I thought he did OK. I thought he did more than OK in that role, kind of up front. And then he was switching around. What did you think of his performance, Matt? Um. Well, I, I think it was a very bold move anyway from Gomez to bring Loder on for Ajaria because it left, obviously, the defence or the, um, the midfield so almost bare, kind of, having having to drop Swift back. Um, and it, 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 did, it, did help, it did help the team, I think, a little bit, but it wasn't a massive improvement because we weren't, you know, we didn't create many chances before and we didn't really create a huge amount of chances when he came on. Um it's it's a bit it, it's it's a bit it's a bit of a hard one really because I mean there wasn't really anyone on the bench anyway he could have brought on. He could have brought on one of the two youngsters, but I think both 
both of them were were, were more attacking midfielders anyway. Um, so it was kind of almost the only thing he could have he could have done. But it was a bold move. It worked in the end, I guess. But it like like you guys have said before, it was it, it was just confusing tactics with how much they were all switching around. Even even when Loder loader came on they were still switching around quite a bit as well like mm. um yeah because at, at one point i thought um mate had gone back to being up front but then he'd find himself out on the wing i thought he might be drifting but then he stayed out there and like it like you guys said it, it just overcomplicated everything it just really overcomplicated it and it's it is kind of almost showing how key Oliveira or you know, having someone like Bod Varson there as well can be because, because you know, we're we, we're kind of trying to mix and mix and match. You know, wingers, youth players at striker, which is really hard, and it's 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 a hard thing to put on Danny Loder's shoulders as well because yeah, he's he's a fantastic talent, but he's he's eighteen years old, so it's a lot to put and expect of him. So. Yeah, talking about young players, there was a player I'd never heard of before on the bench yesterday, Alisi. Um, do any of you uh, know anything about him? No, I, I had a look on his Instagram after, and I think he's 18 years old. That is my. Oh, well done. That is top <laughs> research, isn't it? <laughs> that is what all the wages go on from Elm Park Rose, isn't it? Yeah, he is an attacking midfielder. Yeah, I saw somebody uh, tweeting about him saying he's a bit of a talent. He played in the under 23 match. In the uh, Bucks and Bucks Cup. I mean, obviously, that's a whole different level. And uh, who knows? He may come on against Leeds at some point because we seem to be racking up injuries. And it's a topic that has gone on for a long, long time. I know that George Flood was talking about it a lot when uh, a few months ago. But a lot of these are actually on-the-pitch injuries. So that's quite difficult to stop, isn't it? If you're getting ones in training. But it's the length of injuries that we have. But one person who did get a bad injury yesterday, but still played on, was Liam Moore. I mean, he get a dislocated shoulder and you still play on. What that says about his thoughts about Paul McShane, I don't know. But it does say that he is, wow, that is amazing to play with a dislocated shoulder for half an hour. And he's surely got to be out for a few weeks at least. What do you think now of his performance after that? It was it was just a warrior like performance like we've seen him do before. Um, I think when Liam's in in that kind of mode and he's he's not affected by you know our league position or form or his captaincy role, he stands head and shoulders above it in terms of determination. Um, and you could see he was struggling, that like he was holding his shoulder, um, even rolling on his shoulder when he went in for a, a challenge to clear the ball. Um, he was afraid of absolutely nothing, to be honest. Um, and it's exactly what you want from a central defender. Um, whether, obviously, that dislocation is enough to uh, cause him some bother in the games to come, who knows, hopefully he can he can still maintain his position in the team. Um, without him, I think with the best will in the world, we really struggle to see where how, or how McShane can fit into that because he's not played since forever um when people obviously have got doubts about his his caliber at this level um even from the start of the season let alone now when he's not played in months so yeah you just gotta hope that liam um is 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 fit enough 
Yeah, 100%. What we did see yesterday was a rare mistake from Martinez as well in goal for the yeah. Wigan's second goal. Incredibly rare. Throws the ball out and it just gets uh, caught out by a Wigan player. And I know there's a lot that happens after that. And we do we put in repeated blocks, but that was definitely the main cause of their goal. But after that, he makes an absolutely stunning save to keep it at 2-1, which I'd say more than makes up for it. Because if it goes to 3-1, the game is over. I mean, he's about three yards out, the Wigan player. How he manages to not score there, uh, that's that's got to have bothered him <laughs> all last night. And he must be... It was pretty much the same as their goal, though, to be fair, um, because it 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 come across go and Martinez was char- like charging out across his goal line. I think he just managed to get get his body in the right position that time. But it's it's not the first time he's pulled off match winning saves, and I think we we were talking about obviously could someone who came in in January become player of the season, and I I'm really starting to think he might. Because he 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 just puts in performances week in week out, and so so some of the saves he 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 makes, he just has no no right to make them almost, and he's becoming so so key to to this team, and if we will stay up as well, I think now. So, I mean, yeah, he, where do we rank? Is sorry, go on, Ned. I mean, when you see him, he's he is a Premier League goalkeeper to me. When I look when I look at him, he's a Premier League goalkeeper, and we we're, we're very lucky to have had him. I don't know what the connections are with Arsenal, but. I think it might be a Bibbo thing. I'm not sure. But I think it's Charles Watts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he will take credit for that as well. Probably. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we're very lucky to have got him because he will probably keep us up along with Oliveira's goals. Yeah, I think he's... Uh, he's yeah, I mean, just for one mistake, I'm, you can't... I mean, I, personally, I said that I think he's the best goal we've had since uh, Marcus Hanneman. I know lots of people maybe disagree with that without Habsi and maybe Federici, but I think he's way better than Federici. Um, where would you rank him, uh, Neil? Well, I was, prior to, to Nate's comment, I was thinking that I was going to make a confession here that generally I think goalkeepers are pretty much the same at a championship level. You, you could interchange almost any goalkeeper in the championship with each other and performances would roughly be on a par. There's, you could throw a blanket over all of them. But Martinez, you can see his quality is definitely way, way, way above this level. Um, he obviously has those moments, as all goalkeepers tend to do, where there's a little bit of madness creeps in, and he's trying to do things that are a little bit, bit sketchy, like the, the throwout. Um, but yeah, generally speaking, his his shot stopping is is exquisite compared to championship level. We've had good shot stoppers in our time, but he's certainly probably one of the best I've seen in a Reading shirt. We've got probably no chance in keeping him for next season, I doubt. Um, if we can get a loan again, that would be beautiful, but I, I don't think even he'd be that keen to do another loan. I think he wants to establish himself as a number one keeper permanently somewhere. But yeah, I, I can't disagree. He's he's absolute class. Uh, him on crosses is just amazing. He makes it look so easy. You don't you don't feel worried, do you? Whenever there's there are threats coming in prior to, to Martinez coming, whoever was in goal, you're kind of thinking, oh Christ, this could end up anywhere. Um, but no, he just comes in and claims. And when he goes down for, for shots as well, the way he positions himself is almost like identical each time. You can tell the practice has, has gone into, into his work. 
and he always seems to make those saves and his arm is outstretched and he captures the ball. You can just tell he's got that 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 will inside him that he's going to make every effort to save that ball. Whereas championship keepers, they're like, well, I don't even know if I'm going to go for this ball, let alone get it. He just gives you that assurance. No, he's top notch. Yeah, I totally agree. He's he's not going to be here next season. Yeah. He's far too good for us, uh, unfortunately. Um, kind of the only way I could see, not Nas coming to us, but I could see him possibly going to a team that gets promoted this season. But I could see him at a better team than that. Mm. He is real top I mean, quality. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing is with um, Czech retiring, there's a spot mm. there for the number two Arsenal keeper, and that's not a bad place to be. Um, yeah, but I reckon he wants to play though. I think he just wants to play. I mean, the fact that he's come to us, you know, we're hardly a team that's attractive when he came to us. We were probably in the relegation zone in the championship. But, you know, the way that the players, yeah, the way the players celebrated the lone players at the end or when the goal was scored, the third one, that tells you everything about their commitment. And Lewis Baker was one of those players, completely 100% going for it with Gomez running around the pitch 100 times. He celebrated like Joby McEnough celebrated when we we won the championship that time. Just this kind of like body shape and mannerisms. When I watched it, I thought, good God, that's just like Joby. But yeah, exactly exactly that, that, you know, they're feeling it as well, which is what you want from, from lone players. They may not have the the same pressures that the you know the, the established pros of Reading have, but you want them to buy into it, and you want them to to realise how hard this is. And if you walk away and you don't care, then you know you, you'd be no good to us. But yeah, clearly he does, and that goal celebration said it all. Yeah, totally. I mean, Lewis Baker, I thought was one of the players that stood out yesterday. I thought he was quite good. What did you think of him, Matt? Um, I think. I didn't really notice him a huge amount yesterday. I didn't really notice anything, but I didn't notice anything that he did particularly black badly either. So I, I think it was, it was, he's been quite a loot. Well, start start of his time at Reading, he was he was quite quite sloppy with 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 the ball and stuff. He's 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 definitely cleaned up his game in the last last few weeks. And the fact that I'm not noticing like you know, bad bad elements at the moment, I guess could be a plus for him because he's not he's not doing anything doing anything wrong. Um, but I think. It's he's 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 definitely found his feet. I think at Reading in the past in the past two three weeks definitely. So and 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 yeah, like I like because I think last week at Ipswich, I think he had his best game best game for Reading. He was very good. His passing was very good last week. So hope hopefully, like like I say, he's 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 finally found his feet, settled in, and because um, I because I think he's he's probably one of the players we've got a chance of. Of keeping at the end of the season as well, I think. What with um, because I think when he went to Leeds, they had an option to buy him at the end of the season. Obviously, he went back and came to us. There might be that option for us as well. Um, what with his relationships with um John Swift and the like, you know, it 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 could be quite an attractive place for him to him to come and try and settle. So, yeah, I, I think as long as he keeps he 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 keeps pushing on and pushing pushing forwards really he he could he could become quite quite key for us really because he, he he is a very talented player and very good player when when he's on his game so it was nice like you say to see his release of um release of emotion at the end of the game as well so we are now up to a mighty 19th in the league and that is that's making me feel a little bit giddy that is pretty exciting not to have a two at the start of our um, uh, league position. Obviously, that could all change on uh, Tuesday when we play Leeds. But I just want to finish that section uh, talking about yesterday's uh, win. 
by uh, Jose Gomez saying that um, uh, after this win, I feel 10 years younger. I will live forever. <laughs> I mean, that's nice, Jose. He has, he's a quote machine, isn't he? He, is, he seems to find the right things to say. And maybe he got away with it yesterday. Maybe he got away with it against Ipswich. But I'd rather have a lucky manager than someone who's just scraping through with horrible performances because this is, he's got some luck here. The way that that ball fell at the um, moment for the free kick, you need that little tiny bit of luck. Barrow to suddenly hit one from absolutely nowhere. Like you said, Nath, I don't think he's ever hit a shot like that before when he's been at the club. Yaku Mate to be completely free in the area, which mm. is awful from Wigan. And to score a fairly difficult header. It's not a simple one, but you need those moments. And I personally won't forget the moment when he stood in front of the uh, Eamon Dolan stand, uh, Gomez, celebrating, giving fist pumps to everyone. Like, we just won the FA Cup. And I have to be honest, it felt a bit like that, didn't it? It's kind of totally out of proportion, really, but it was a mixture of emotions. So let's move on to the Leeds United match. And that is going to be, yeah, tough. That could be ugly. <laughs> Let's not beat around the bush here. If we play like we did uh, yesterday against Leeds United, it's going to be a real struggle. They are in, well, sensational form. They're fourth uh, best in the away table. They've only lost five times away with nine wins and four draws. Recently, they lost at QPR. So if that bunch of teams can, uh, if they can beat them, anyone can beat them. But uh, I'm going to, uh, I don't think anyone can predict anything but a defeat here. Nath, how do you think it's going to go? Um, I thought you were going to. I thought you were going to call QPR something else then when you said. I that. almost did, but I, I'm back. <laughs> um, I I think we've got a bit of a free hit here. I mean, it's it's not something I expect anything from. We did our our bit yesterday. That was the one we had to win. This is one that I think the best option for us is sit back, try and keep possession and cling on, hit them on the break, get something from a set piece and sneak a win or sneak a draw. I think if we get a draw out of that game, I'll be absolutely delighted. Take that now, straight away. Matt, how do you think it's going to go? Yeah, I think I think as long as the team can avoid embarrassment, really, because I think you've got you've got a big big game on 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 the on on the Saturday against Stoke away, which you know just 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 keep 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 the solidity, just keep just put put in a solid performance. If we lose, you know, two one two nil, like is I, I don't no one's going to particularly particularly complain at that. Um, yeah, and if we can somehow get a point or I, I don't even want to even say that you know we might even somehow get a win but you know if we can somehow get a point you know I think anyone would be super happy with that delighted with that because I think in reality we only really need another another couple of wins another couple of draws and we'll be safe so yeah I don't think we need much more now at all maybe three wins I mean how do you think it's going to go tomorrow not tomorrow on Tuesday now yeah as, as the guys say maybe it's um as long as we can avoid avoid embarrassment and we don't get any more injuries, um, all's good. Really, you can't really expect too much with the way the team looks at the moment. We're missing key people uh, almost everywhere, and if more isn't playing, also then you you expect even less. 
Um, if we, yeah, if we can scrape a draw out of it, then that keeps morale going nicely. You, you're not going to really expect too much against the high flyer Leeds, but Leeds are prone to, to you know having odd results now and again. They do have it in them. Um, whether we can catch that opportunity uh, remains to be seen. But yeah, if we can avoid defeat, super. It's pressure on both teams. It's huge pressure on Leeds. We know this from going from promotions that horrible things can happen. You can get strange uh, defeats. I remember when we went up with McDermott the first time. We went to Peterborough and lost 3-1 out of absolutely nowhere. You just never know. It's the little glimmer you hold on to. But if I could take anything from the match against Leeds on Tuesday, it's going to be no more injuries, please. Yeah. Just please, (laughs) no more injuries. Because we really are down to the dreaded Harry Redknapp bare bones, aren't we, scenario. It's a kind of how many players have we got left um, if if Moore isn't playing, Anijaria isn't fit, which is more than likely. Are we thinking McShane back in at centre half? Are we going to change the formation? What are you thinking, Nate? Oh, that's, that's, I dread to think. That's the problem. Um, I I think it might be time for one of our under twenty threes to step into that yeah. defensive midfield role. Um, I'm not sure of any names. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I've not um, kept too up to date on the under-23s this season. But whoever the best defensive-minded midfielder is, please put them in. Because we need someone who can play in that position, at least. is used to being in that position and can just sit there. I'd rather have a young kid um, looking for experience than a central defender playing in midfield. I don't, I don't want to see that ever again after Swift. After, after, John, O'Sh- after John O'Shea played there. Um, Liam Moore, I think, might surprise people, um, to be honest with you. I think he might oh, I hope um, he does. play. Yeah. Uh, I, think you, I think you can play with a dislocated shoulder. It depends on how bad the dislocation was. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if there's no muscle tear or anything like that along with it, you might be all right with a painkilling injection. You never know. I hope so, because McShane scares the life out of me. Yeah, it is a bit of a worry. After me. I suppose you could play Tyler Blackett in there and play Omar Richards, maybe. In the position Gunter. at left back, Gunter. Yeah, Gunter might be appearing. It could be <clears throat> appearing. It could be the return of the Gunter, which is you know, for so many seasons we had heard how Gunter is irreplaceable, and um, it appears uh, that wasn't necessarily the case. Yadam is actually, if at least equal, I would say better. I'm not saying he's flawless because he definitely has his flaws, but. Yeah, it is possible to find someone else as a player to replace him. So, um, yeah, well done, Reading. We found that player. Um, what do you think? Well, who would you bring in, um, uh, Matt, uh, for Ijaria and more? Um, I, 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 I pretty, pretty much agree. I'd probably look look to someone from from the academy because, I mean, I think with 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 the threat that Leeds will will bring, if you put if you put Baker and Swift there, I mean. It's just just gonna. It's you might as well just not play midfield. It will just render our midfield completely pointless. I think. Yeah, so, they decimate it, wouldn't they? Completely. Yeah, like so. I think I, I I'm I'm not I'm not too too big with any any of the under twenty three names. So, but I mean, I, I I'd much rather just have someone who who's been quite quite akin to playing there in the under twenty threes. Who's got a bit of strength, got a bit of got got a bit of reading of the game. That, that 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 can you know run his socks off for you know 65 70 minutes and um and just try try and get get a bit bit of experience against a top top quality team really and then with with more again it it will depend how how bad the dislocation is because if 
if it hasn't damaged any of the ligaments, then he could he could well play if he I'd, I'd, if well, if he wanted to play on on Saturday, he probably would want to play with an injection or something to to numb to kill kill the pain and that for the game. But but I think if if he is out, as much as McShane scares me, I think unless unless one of one of the young youngsters like like Osho or McIntyre who came in early in earlier in the year or um or House I think it was as well mm. um unless one of them would want to come come on but I think it would be it would be a massive massive ask to play one of those youngsters against a team like Leeds at least with McShane you've got someone with experience with leadership as well who'd need to come in and replace you know Moore who who's team captain so I think that even though McShane, he, he, I don't think he's played since that, that Blackburn game. But I think no, I don't think he has. No, no, he hasn't been involved at all, has he? Uh, it's been a bit of a uh, that Blackburn game just brings back. I can see brings yeah, back I mean, a lot of for the uh, listeners. It's just bringing pain across multiple faces in <laughs> that Blackburn match. It's just no, we don't want to go to that horrible place again, do we? Um, quick score predictions, Neil. Um. Two one. Two one to Leeds, I'm assuming. Yes. Yeah, Nath. I'm gonna go for a a very safe two 0 victory for Leeds, unfortunately. Okay. Matt? That exactly the same two 0 to Leeds. Yeah, I'm gonna say uh I wanna go for a two one to Leeds. Uh Ryan East to play though. I've got a feeling that he's gonna come into the team. He's been hovering around the first team a lot and he's been on the subs bench. And I think it's, it, Gomez seems to like promoting young players. So seems like the opportunity is there, isn't it? What have you got to lose against Leeds? Maybe your legs. But we'll see. Um, <laughs> Michael kind of, Brown's not playing <laughs> So, uh, yeah. Uh, thanks for listening. And uh, I will be back with the uh, probably a pre-match uh, Periscope and Post one. Uh, doing a podcast uh, next on the Wednesday night. I uh, got that lined up. So uh, thanks again. And um, uh, let's hope we're talking about three consecutive wins. Just imagine that. I think the whole podcast, if that happens, just be just guess, ah, just all the way through. <laughs> we might get our wages then, Paul. Yeah, yeah, it would just be amazing. <laughs> but I'm not pinning my hopes on that. I'm really not. We'll see. Cheers. <laughs>